Here's something black people have known for a couple of hundred years. Niggas are crazy. Now, black people don't like to talk about crazy niggas in public because white people may be listening, but I'm afraid the secret might be out. another tuesday recording live from the closet <laughs> um, we're here once again y'all, to discuss episode two of the boondocks um this week we're getting into r kelly the pied piper of r&b <laughs> sorry when when that when that line came up in the episode it just Considering everything that has now come to light and like surviving R. Kelly and all of that shit, like calling him the Pied Piper of R&B where he would play his music and little girls would follow him. It's, it's yeah. so fucking creepy. Like I, I got like shivers thinking about it. It's extremely creepy. And it's like <sighs> somebody pointed that out. And the fact that I, he said it in the song and they're like, oh, my God, yes, that's what his whole thing was. His whole plan was this entire time. Mm-hmm. Um he almost yeah, got away so, with it too. I mean, yeah. like I remember when I was a teenager, I was the same age as, as Aaliyah. She's lit- mm-hmm. she was literally like three weeks older than me. So yeah. like when she hit the scene, I thought she was the coolest shit because she looked like me, which was the real first representation of kind of a lighter skin, you know, black woman up there, you know, doing her thing. And then I was yeah. like, yeah. wait, she's 15 and married to who? Yeah. And uh, yeah, that. that I just never thought it was kind of creepy. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you guys remember a video soul, um, appearance that they had together and they were both dressed in like, um, uh, remember when like, uh, Bugs Bunny, like all those, that clothing was hella big, like uh-huh. pop Bugs Bunny. So they both had on outfits, matching outfits. And I remember thinking like, that's just a little weird, like just a vibe. But I also, you know, we had always also heard about the rumors, but we didn't live in today's world with the internet. Right. So it's like, you heard about it and then it was kind of gone. You know, it was um, weird, but you didn't hear it every day. And so yeah. it just became kind of the back of your mind. You knew you're like, that guy creeps me out. And I don't quite remember why or know why. But but then, you know, the music took over. I'm mm-hmm. not even going to lie. Like you just kind of ignored it. Or I think it was more back then. Like you always knew girls that were dating older men. Like, I, yeah. you know, I, I, I had people that were taking, you know, men to prom, yep. you know, in the 19, mm-hmm. 20 years old. And you didn't really say anything about it. So. Um, I remember my mom sitting down with me and she's like, well, if that's true, what, how does that make her him any different from Jerry Lee Lewis? Right. Which, you know, is discussed right in the, the episode. Show too, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, and by the way, everybody, I'm sure if you remember or don't remember, it's MJ here. So we just started <laughs> yeah, talking. Hi. We just jumped right in. So. <laughs> that was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It, look, we have, this is a very important topic of uh, uh, subject and yeah. episode. So we just kind of, you know, we're passionate. It's our passionate you know, side of it flowing through. Yeah. But all right. Yeah. So, so yes. that's MJ. I'm Tiara. And yes. And Lindsay. And you have there. my songstress down there. In the closet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm literally trapped in the closet now. <laughs> Carry on. I'll just stop that in when I'm normal. <laughs> so, yeah, as I mean, I think we kind of just already introduced to you guys what this episode was all about. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, so before we kind of get into the show, uh, real quick, I just wanted to mention that we have a new logo again, <laughs> but this one, yes. this one kind of color corrected for skin tone and hair and shadowing and brought us kind of closer together, made us more look more like a team than we're just kind of standing randomly out there. Um, and uh, this is our third logo. And I really, really like it a lot. I hope you guys do I too. love it. I loved every single one, though. But, Seriously. you know, I love the, the uh, creative eye to be able to go back and say, hey, guys, I need to make a little a little change here and there. I am not going to even lie. When, you know, our, our awesome producer said, I'm going to go ahead and make you a little darker. I was like, for what? What does he mean? How much darker? But no, he, ended up, he did a great job. Well, it was he, uh, he was concerned that um, that I was too light, which you okay. can see in good lighting. I am very light skin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of the yeah. same thing we were talking about last week with Lindsay. Um, that with your lighting, like right now, you look much darker than what you've appeared on our screen before because you don't have the same lighting you had before. So yeah, like he, Dean saw kind of the slight differences that weren't coming through and, and decided he had to fix it because that's what he has to do. <laughs> well, that's perfect. I like that you're being authentic, you know? Um, I don't want, you know, when we, of course, undeniably blow up and we're on, <laughs> you know, or on Charlemagne's new show or his oh, yeah. new podcast channel that he's coming out with or podcast collaboration with iHeart, whatever it may be. I speak things <laughs> into existence. We don't want anybody going, oh, no, that, is, that doesn't look right? like it at all. So mad respect for, for that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's um, see, where do we want to start? Yeah. yeah <laughs> where do we want to start? <laughs> yes. Well, I, I guess. Uh, Lindsay, do you want to tell us about what the episode is about? So basically in this episode, we kind of get into, you know, throwback, flashback, travel back in time, hop in your DeLorean. I think I was like in sixth grade when this all went down, y'all. I could be wrong. Uh, back to the first time Robert Kelly faced trial for peeing on a child. And uh, this Boondocks episode, I might be wrong. I think this is the Allegedly. one that won like, oh, no, that's Martin Luther King. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you're right until the trial ends. Um, yeah. So we get into how the people of Woodcrest are reacting to, and I should say Chicago really, are reacting to <laughs> Mr. Robert Kelly and his trial um, and just the various, oh, I don't want to, the various uh, points of view that people took on yes. Mark Kelly in this whole yeah. situation. I like I, uh, that you made that connection. Is it, you think it's really supposed to be like Chicago? Or just like a broader, you know, uh, conversation on all of Black America kind of at that time. Now, I only know. Or is Woodcrest actually supposed to be in Chicago? I don't know if um, Tiara or Dean or one of you like mentioned it in some of our show notes. Like, I think it's like uh, trivia, right? It's unknown. But in this Mm -hmm. episode, Granddad Uh. says... Someone a ruckus asked, like, where are those nappy-headed children? And Granddad's like, oh, they went down to Chicago. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He did say that. Okay. That's gotcha. it. So yeah, gotcha. I'm, uh, I, one thing I love about this is, is this is kind of the start of what we'll see throughout every episode, you know, how they pull stuff from real life and place it in this show. 
Um, like this, obviously, 15 years ago was not the first time that R. Kelly was accused of something, considering he was arrested for bribing somebody to to marry Aaliyah. Uh, and that was back in 95? Was it four or five? Yeah, something I think I like was... I was, like I was 15, somewhat, 16. I was in high school in some grade. Yeah. Um, but I'll, yeah. I'll come out and say it. I'm old as shit. So, uh, <laughs> 42 soon. Look uh, young. Look at you, beautiful yes. girl. Mm. I, I think I'm the elder in the group here. Oh, so well, black definitely R&D. don't crack. So, we're showing that right now. Look. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, we look the same. <laughs> yeah. um, but even like, I was figuring out my audio stuff when you guys were talking about how creepy R. Kelly was. It was maybe because I was younger all over my head. Like, I remember watching Surviving R. Kelly. Like, I knew at this point, obviously, that he was a pervert. But I was just like, damn. Oh, my God. They're so right. Like, wow. He said that. Oh, and I remember me being in high school and I got taken out in the hall and got a talking to because we had an assignment to like do like an executive schedule for work. And I was like, I'm R. Kelly's personal oh, assistant. Oh. First, <laughs> we're going to go to the hotel, but you will need his room key. And my teacher was like, no, no. That teacher knew what <laughs> we're not doing this. That is the funniest and, shit yeah, ever. Yes. But to me, oh, it was all man. a joke. You know what I mean? And R. Kelly, even into college, uh, Dave Chappelle. Yes, I'm gonna, I'm yes, gonna piss on you. Like trip, trip. funniest. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this is a joke to me. Yeah, and I think it was to most people. It was always like I don't want to say that urban legend, but it was always that like that rumor that hung around. And and I don't know if it really came out about him bribing anybody for Leah until really until like after you know Lifetime decided to put everything on blast, and then everybody yep. paid special attention to it. Um, that's kind of my yes. opinion on it. It's like, it was so ignored and so annoyed, ignored, ignored by the non melanated part of society that all of a sudden it got put on their channel and yeah. it got a little bit of attention. Then it became an issue again. Yeah. Then let's go ahead and bring up yeah. all, you know? And so I have my feeling about that because you guys let it go for so long when the rest of us knew, you know, we, we always knew deep down. That's just like, you know, in, in, in black families, you always know about a little something that goes on that you don't talk about because we don't put our business in the street. So, and, and that actually like really kind of highlights one of the main themes in my opinion of this show, of this particular episode. And that's kind of that celebrity worship where it overshadows what, what, how we think of them. mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. You know, cause you were right about Jerry Lee Lewis, Elvis married a teenager. um, Yeah. Priscilla uh, was what? 16. Yeah. 15, 16, something like that. Um, Like there are so many instances of, Right? Jesus. Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. Seinfeld. That's uh, why Allen. I forgot about Seinfeld. And it's it's usually mm-hmm. an older man with a younger woman. And society is just kind of okay with that. Um oh, Woody Allen. Like, yeah. Yeah. Woody Allen with his, his stepmother. Yeah. And then uh the director who like who left. Um oh, yeah. and then won an Oscar no, like uh, five, he, ten years ago. That's Woody Allen. No, no, no. no. Did no 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 the one who did the piano. Yes. Uh he yes. takes oh, the girl in the hot oh, tub. Jesus. Um <sighs> Won a big award recently. Wow, we. And I told him every time I talk about this, right? I say his name. The the, the man who was there, the his wife was killed by Manson. What the fuck? Yes, yes, um, yes. He was. Yeah, he was with me. Yeah. So famous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> probably one of the most famous directors oh of all time. It's killing me. Okay. Drum we're gonna ask Monty Google real quick. Robert Roman Polanski. There you go. There you, there you go. go. Be quicker next time, producer. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> yes, Polanski. I mean, the man left, you know, where he wouldn't get um, 
Oh yeah, extradited, mm-hmm. um, and then was up for an award for uh, you know an Oscar. Brought his happy ass back, mm-hmm. went to parties where they could have easily gone and got him, and then went right back. And yep. and it, people in Hollywood still support him. Like yes. big named Hollywood actors and actresses, or will will be still like they'll they'll hang their head in shame about not knowing what Harvey Weinstein was doing. But yet Roman Polanski, oh. Not, we've been hearing rape for 35 years. We don't care about that anymore. We all knew. But even most yeah. recently, um, you know, and he, and he bounced. I mean, he went and sold all his shit and bounced off the Fuji. But um, Russell, um, oh my God, Def Jam. Why am I drawing Russell Simmons. No? Yeah, what's his name, babe? Is it Russell Simmons? Blake right now. Simmons. Good yeah. boy. <laughs> he definitely seemed old tonight, right? We're like, what's his name? <laughs> yes, Russell Simmons. So, he was the most recent one. I mean, he got with Kamora when Kamora was supposedly, you know, a right. team model. Right. Um, but same difference. I mean, and he just left though. He was like, oh, I've decided that America's not for me. I bet you did. Bet mm-hmm. you did. You know, and is living in a compound in Fiji now. Um, so we have continuous examples of it throughout history. Yeah. We have a Mary Kay Letourneau and life just flips upside down for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's all, oh, but it's been happening you know, with men for, for right. centuries. Every time a woman teacher is accused of sleeping with a student, it's like a nation, it's nationwide news. But yes. like, I had to find out from my stepdaughter thinking that we already knew that a teacher at her school was, was being charged with sleeping with a student. Oh like, my God. And I don't remember that ever being on the news locally. So and see, they, they try to keep that it was under a couple of years ago. I mean, and I'm not saying there is excuse for any female teachers, but some of these boys be looking like grown ass men you know don't let them be 17 18 don't let them play for sport and i'm not saying it's excuses at all not saying that at all Um, flip side of what we were saying last week some of these young women you know young girls look like full women you know so it's like like there needs to be uh the victim in this episode where riley's like she ain't little yeah, yeah, she was 14. That is little. Whether ah, you think that's little or not, she, that was little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was so she funny. Riley had some gems in this episode. Yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> some gems. But yes, I um, I think we're kind of all on, you know, all kind of feel the same. It's, this is a, it's kind of a tough uh, situation because you do have your beliefs of, you know, certain things and where there were definitely, you can point the, you know, point the, the finger at media or, you know, or white America, or, you know, you can point it at, you know, black America for our beliefs and keeping things on the under, but there's just so much that goes into it. And, you know, why he is in jail getting beat up and, and stabbed with a pen now. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's a culmination of all those things. So it's kind of like, it's for me, it's kind of a tumultuous and kind of sensitive situation for me to be completely honest about, but that's why I'm here and I'm an Aries. And so if I lied, y'all gonna be like, ooh, girl, we have to edit out your whole <laughs> section because you could tell if you weren't telling the truth. But yeah, so um where did you I mean, we could always just start right at the beginning. I you know, see, yeah. where where, you know, the, the Go for it. I, I feel like the hypocrisy kind of starts. Yeah. Um, and that's in the very beginning where, you know, granddad and the boys are kind of lounging around in the living room. Granddad is flipping through the news. And uh, I believe that we, this is actually kind of my quote that I wanted to talk about in a little detail, is first brought up, and that's of the newscast um, talking about Mr. Kelly. So 
we're going to points this evening. It seems like the hip hop community is trading in their gold chains for gold showers. Hip hop singer R. Kelly is on trial again this week for sharing some of his liquid bling with yet another underage girl. Some advice for Mr. Kelly. Next time, use a golden shower curtain and keep your golden showers to yourself. That, I, so I immediately had to press pause because I didn't know how I felt. My first thing was like, there's no such thing as a hip hop R&B singer. Like you're putting <laughs> two different genres together and, um, and making it where it's like just kind of just overshadowing and putting ev- every black artist, I'm going to say, in that hip hop, you know, category. Yeah. And I, the reason why I felt some type of way about it is because of course they, you know, back then and now I don't think they, you know, the idea is the same, but back then it was like hip hop is also gangster rap. You know what I'm saying? And it was one <laughs> of the same. And so there were so many bad things that were affiliated. Yeah. Now you could tell immediately from the gold chains for golden showers. So then you are automatically, once again, stereotyping, you know, people that are involved in it. So, so that is like something that I was just like, okay, that, that hurts me. Um, and then the fact that he just kept saying, you know, um, the golden, like I said, the golden chains for the golden showers or just kept referring to the golden aspect mm-hmm. of it. So you are having such a, a larger conversation without saying it. You're throwing so many subs. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where, where I get onto it, where the media has such a huge responsibility and the way that stories are told and then molding the, uh, the ideas of middle America, or like I like to say, the non-melanated parts of our society. Um, <laughs> And then the rest of us, we don't go to that far news. You know what I'm saying? We go to BET. We go to now Shade Room, which stop. But <laughs> people did, you know what I'm saying? You know, find something a little bit better. But yeah. So what do you, did you guys, did you ladies kind of pick up on that as well? Or is that? Oh, yeah. Media oh, pushing yes. salacious yeah. information. Um, like I, when I was in high school, I actually thought for a moment, thank God I didn't do it because it was pretty quick after that that everything went kaput but I wanted to be a print journalist I wanted to work in newspaper so did I I loved, I loved I loved all of it um but uh yeah obviously that that didn't come to fruition but I'm okay with that now um <laughs> but I remember Look, you're still in media just in her own way a little bit I remember my dad telling me they don't make any money because I wanted yeah. to be on like the local news and I was like well why would you hurt my heart <laughs> like, I, you should be proud of it. they don't make any money and I was like okay yeah the, yeah the big thing that i remember um and she said this kind of in a this is something that's going to disgust you and if you can't get past it you're not going to survive in journalism and it was if it bleeds it leads and i know that that quote has huh. been you know all over for decades now um but back then like that was when jerry springer was just starting and um, like jerry. johnny carson was going off the air it was an end of an era for like the carson <laughs> show and it was starting to become more gossip Jenny Jones and, at night and... and yeah all of that stuff all of that was happening oh. at that same like mid nine mid to late 90s mm-hmm. and uh yeah so I I really feel like that's a direct a direct correlation like you've got all of these people that see this celebrity risen uh, uh, put up on a pedestal mm-hmm. by the media by news news agencies and you know, what, whoever the fuck it is that, you know, does all that shit. <laughs> but, you know, an, an average person, if what they consume is just that media-based, they're only going to know what 
that particular media wants to put out. So especially back then, again, without the internet, if we're talking about the actual times, not in um, boondocks 15 years ago, um, but in the, in the 90s when the real stuff was starting to ramp up the first time with R. Kelly, there wasn't the internet for people to go and, mm-hmm. and find the video which now like you hear something and if you want to, and God forbid you do, but if you wanted to, you could pretty much find anything out there right away. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Right away. And I think, you know, a funny thing about that actually uh, is back then. I remember one of the big things that a lot of people said was there's ignorant people because there's no way to get this information to them. Mm -hmm. And now Mm -hmm. I look at how we are where we have, all access to any information we could possibly want. Mm. I feel like we're dumber than we were 30 years ago. Uh, yeah. And I think it's because of the way that we, um, we obtain it. Yeah. Um, because you know, you're on your phones consistently. There's a new like documentary or a special on Netflix, um, about social media and the aspect of it. And it's kind of scary. Like just watching mm-hmm. the trailer. I'm like, Oh God, that is true. Like I'm one of those. And then finding out how much information they keep on us is crazy. Um, but that's a whole nother, you know, another thing. But, um, <laughs> You know, it's, it's, I like that you say that because we didn't have the access to it. And it kind of lends to the point of how um, in the black community, we selectively chose what stories <laughs> yeah. we want to highlight it because where we went for that information, Essence, Ebony, um, you right. know, BET, it was, it was talked about, but it wasn't talked about the way that it is now or the, the, right. the you know, there was no surviving or Kelly. You know, um, right. like it would be National Enquirer that um, uh, somebody's yeah. accusing Bill Cosby of being inappropriate, and everyone's like, "It's Bill Cosby!" Yeah, come on, I, yeah. And like, <laughs> now I'll yeah. chime in here because y'all know I came up <laughs> yeah. with mud. That tape was I, around. I never saw it. I was young. I had was, you know yeah. older brothers and sisters who were like, "Hell no!" But I remember like friends coming around and people being like, "Have you seen it? Have you seen it?" Oh, I have. Like the dvd like on their backpacks <laughs> yes. or like dvd yep. like the CD yeah, you yeah. computer you for like five ten yeah. dollars i mean not that yeah. shit was around i just we never saw, i'll admit we know, saw it i will admit i could not tell if it was r kelly or aaron hall or no i'm serious like uh, another black man like legit i'm not legit i could not you couldn't tell um and i had the same you know copy that everybody else had because it was made off of a copy off of a copy um which kind of lends into like my next point when it was saying the tape you know is available for um immediately for all for download i thought that was crazy that they were saying back then like oh you want to see it you could find it anywhere um and it was very true like when else does that happen i mean you had like tommy lee and pam you had that like release and kim kardashian and ray j yeah, right, right. Look, yep. and look, Ray that J was and Kim right now. around this time too. Like that was yeah. that was the rise of internet porn, really, yeah. and celebrity internet porn. And that one shouldn't have been in the category, but it was. And yeah. and that I think when so, yeah, and that went because Ray J. Why so many people didn't believe it because, like I said, the tape wasn't that great. It was grainy; you couldn't mm-hmm. really tell. Um, and then also, it had that kind of allure of being an internet sex tape. That's like that's yep. a great point. Um, so I think that's kind of linked to why people were like, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and turn, you know, turn this way and, and kind of ignore it. But girl, yeah, Lindsay, I got you there. It definitely was made. You could find it if you needed oh, to. Yeah. We didn't find it until right. years later, yep. like we were in college. So it was some time later, but it was still around. And I think it was even easier to find because I, I believe it was on the Internet at that point. You know, instead of you having to go somewhere, you know, 
the sweet meat or whatever to the, the homeboy. Now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like if it was ever on the internet, it's probably out there now. If anybody who's out listening to this has actually uh, seen it in the like digitized form, not that I want to see it. Right. Don't send it to me. I kind of want to know if it's if it's out there and if like and I don't know. If anybody's like if they could I don't know, can they fix stuff from back then to like make it crisper like on Well oh you guys have seen the deep um what do they call it? The deep Yes fakes. Yeah the deep fakes, so if somebody really right? wanted to. Are you looking? <laughs> He's like, yeah. Thousand. y'all. <laughs> Look, we could probably put a tweet out. Is anybody at? Oh. And they'll get into right away. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, let's see. Yeah, Abby, so... are you looking to? <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> All of a sudden, Google's in front of me. But yeah, so. I'm about to catch What I also thought was very funny is how Riley tried to sneak away. And go find it once they said. Mm, and that right. was the news that reported, yep. oh, it's available for download. Like, you guys are talking about it. You're making, you're, you're, you're throwing all kinds of subs, saying gold chains, this and that, golden showers. But then you go ahead and say, and here you go. It's available for download for everybody. So I vaguely remember when some other um, terrifying viral videos went around a few years ago when the news would say, like, you can find two girls one cup here oh mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you know like shit like that would actually get reported on because so many people were sharing it that it became news and and that was yet another downfall of society uh, <laughs> yeah <clears throat> no not find it all right our lovely producer right now is saying no i can't find it right now well who knows i mean he may have paid to have that like well, i don't know our kelly's done a lot supposedly allegedly has done a lot to keep himself safe but um, just looked up a good, a good little, um, tidbit. So the news started surfacing about the tape when he was set to perform at the beginning of the two, at this opening ceremony of the 2002 Winter Olympics. So oh, okay. that's when it surfaced about the video was at that time. Um, and he was indicted so yeah, on 21 been... counts of child pornography. So it was just right at that time is when the the video, not all everything, all you know, all the whispers, the Aaliyahs and all that came out. But yeah, right when he was getting ready to perform 90s, at but... the openings uh, Olympics, and probably was getting ready to do, I believe I can fly. Guaranteed, he was getting ready ask, to do that. I was just gonna ask what what was popular around that time. When was in the closet? When was trapped in the closet? Uh, after because we were oh. out of college already. So 2005, 2006 ish, okay. and I'm not gonna lie, we watched it like three weeks ago. I'm still damn good. Like a month I, ago, it was fire. I don't care what anybody says. Fire. I can so honestly say. Point of it, I can honestly say I never saw it when it first came out, mm-hmm. and a couple of years ago, Dean's like, "No, no, we're gonna watch this." It, and so we said yes. we watched the whole thing. It, like it gets silly, you know, it gets silly. But when it first came out, everybody Whew. talked about it. It was like the I remember it was on MTV, and it was like countdown to the new episode of Trapped in the right? Closet. Yep. And then yeah. if you got you caught the radio, and they were playing the first like five ten. You were in, you were in everything. Like you was riding down the street with the blasting. People would look at you and you're singing to each other. And this was, I mean, of course he had been, you know, uh, acquitted at this time. Right. But that was like his first big, I want to say, project. Other than a little music here and there, after all that kind of like calmed down and went away, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And it just made him right back on top, like right back on top. So once again. Mr. Magruder, I'm going to start calling him King, you know, Aaron Magruder. He was, you know, kind of identifying something 
beforehand. Um, mm -hmm. Because as we know, towards the end of this episode, and things kind of all mm -hmm. well and good, you know, and without there needing to be any carry on, you kind of knew that he went on and was able to live, you know, and still be on the top of the R&B echelon. Um, so once again, he did a great job at kind of, you know, being a, like I said, a psychic. I really think the man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I believe that. I so. mean, starting off this episode with Bobby and Whitney oh. and then like, mm -hmm. mentioning the OJ trial, the Kobe trial, um, like all of these big black celebrity, like, you know, murder and rape trials that were going on right about all the same time. And like this is obviously before Whitney died or Kobe. Well, Kobe just died this last just year. So this year. I Jeez, didn't know how to take year. it when he said it. Like I was just like, oh, that's right. Like right? anytime I hear it, it's just a blow. Like, and there's a couple time. of a couple of jokes at his expense in this episode. He did. He did. Um, I wonder if he feels some way about that now, being really that he's passed. That is a really good question. Yeah. I mean. <sighs> I'll yeah. comment here at this part because I know and people I got in a lot of arguments when Kobe died. Um, listen, y'all. And I know a lot of other family members, black friends, everything have argued with me, white friends, people at work, because I'm like, listen, y'all, I'm not saying that Kobe Bryant was a shitty person. Um, but Kobe Bryant said himself that, yeah, he might have committed uh, sexual assault. So and this is kind of like my whole thing with O.J. Simpson with this episode uh, with Kobe, um, there was another one in there I'm forgetting, but like we always do this thing of like, oh, Bill mm -hmm. Cosby, people will go at, in with you about Bill oh, Cosby. Right up until he was because... finally convicted, people were going like head to head on that shit. And if you don't kind of tiptoe around Twitter, people will still argue with you about him. And I say like, listen, y'all need to stop. And this is, it's hard to like separate all of this and have one discussion at the same time kind of this identity politics kind of thing but here it's now referring to mm -hmm. race especially when we think about oj simpson right like i was very young when oj simpson went down but you know like a lot of my family i remember everyone like cheering on oj and yeah like of course he didn't do it and da 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 da, -da. and now the vibe is very different even among black people it's kind of like yeah that dude did that shit he's fucked up for it but like because we live in this america where you know i our, if our Kelly might have peed on this girl, but America will pee on you that's, if he's guilty. Like so, there's, I <laughs> that's, think that's oh, the yeah. vibe. Go ahead. I think yeah, there's two different ways that 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 works. Right there, you've got uh, the black community that is so invested in one of their own being rich and famous and like a role model that they can't see the bad things that they do. Um, but you also have like the capitalistic media society where they want to boost up anybody and and you know if this person's making money we're going to do our best to make sure this person is out there and you know oh they're talking about him because he was acquitted of rape well we're definitely going to like hype up his new album and so you've kind of got that you know the black community won't acknowledge and you've got the the people in charge of our entertainment telling us who we should believe totally agree but i even feel like I feel like black people see it. It's not like they're blind to it. It's like they say, we're not going to acknowledge this, y'all. We're going to yeah. stick together because we're not going to give another one oh, of exactly. us over to this exactly. system. And that's, that's the larger that and, 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 to the, and right now in 2020, that's a larger, you know, um, 
that's a larger point to be made. Not excusing anything, and I hope that those two sheriffs are okay. But now that the fact that they're saying that that shooter was a black man, why do you think, what's his reasoning for why he did it? I still need to see proof that it was a black man. Because to me, I said right away, he don't run like, and I'm sorry to say this, but I was like, he didn't run like a black dude. He did I don't know, just his stance and everything. But Well, I think it's not just about it being um, the black dude, though. It's when it comes to celebrity, I think that's a whole different thing. Like, I don't want some random black person to be stopped on the street and then essentially murdered for just being black. But that's not going to happen to O.J. Simpson. That's not going to happen to R. Kelly. That's not going to happen to anybody with money, really. Like, every once in a while, you get a celebrity that's roughed up, and that makes the national news, and everyone's all apologetic, and, oh, you know, maybe there is systemic racism for, like, a minute, and then they go back to, oh, you know, rich, which black guy can can be almost as good as the rich white guy but everybody else is so I, there's two different systems so like when i i don't want to see anybody go to prison because fucking prison is hell and it's yeah. like it's not set up for rehabilitation mm-hmm. or 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 making anything better it's yep. just for housing and to for slavery essentially yeah, yeah. so but that's not again that's not going to happen if r kelly had been convicted or he has been now right uh he's still i mean he's just still yeah the trial hasn't happened yet he's just yeah he's right he's uh he's convicted through public uh you know public media opinion Um, even if he's not still like super rich which i don't think he is anymore but mm -mm. because of his celebrity level he's not going to have that same experience in prison um Um, unless i don't know because if that was the case then he probably wouldn't have gotten beat up and stabbed and stabbed with the pin recently i think right now he's being treated just as any other pedophile um, you know, and, and they, they're turning the other head and that, you know, that, uh, guard easily let that dude in or who, you know, the, and, and he was proud. They caught the guy who did it. Like they know who did it. He was proud. He like posed for the picture shit. Like, Hey, you know, he was like, he was okay. You know, and because that's going to get him clout, he got paid mm-hmm. or got something for it. So he's definitely being tra- treated the same. Now Weinstein and and Cosby, <laughs> they have they have a little more, they more money. Yeah. They won't be, but you have to improve, take their age into it as well, um, and and that kind of you know <laughs> that plays into it. And I'm someone oh, yeah. who still I have no problem, and we still quote the Cosby Show. I still think that some of the values and the virtues and stuff that were taught through those episodes are definitely something that I want my boys to know about. I mm-hmm. want them to know about you know the episode when they sang for their grandparents. You know, um, I, I want them to know about the episode where, you know, they they tricked um, Vanessa because she had been drunk and they made it seem like, you know, Ruby was drinking. I want them to know about the episode that Theo had the house party and they took his ass to, you know, he was going to take him to the jail, but they were like, we don't want him. Um, took him to the army. Army was like, we don't want him. And then he <laughs> finally just found some place that he could do some community service. Like those things to me are um, are some of the foundations that my husband and I grew up on that is that mm-hmm. allows us to make us good parents now and allows us to be able to make that connection between being a black family in America and that yeah you can be like them I mean their music and clothes were just horrible but that was it. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying I mean it, there's it, some charm in the Cosby sweater oh for sure oh for sure. I mean he has some sweaters and those are expensive ass sweaters though Coogee right? people would talk shit and those are not cheap sweaters um but just, you know, I, I have no problem. It's on the only channel that it's still on right now is America, uh, I mean, Amazon Prime. And we have our, you know, Cosby show marathons. And, that, and that's okay for me because I think that I can teach my kids the difference between who he is as a person besides who he is as, you know, he's Cliff Huxtable. 
Same difference with, um, you know, R. Kelly. I'm sorry, 12 play will always knock. I don't care what you say. Like, you know, you remind me of my Jeep, but I'm able to make the difference um, between who the, the genius that he really is in music and the man can't read a lick, but he was able to create just a whole discography of music that to this day, I mean, this weekend, there was a black wedding and they were definitely stepping in the name of love. For sure, you know, so you're able to make that 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 distinction. And um, if media and once again, I say it, non-melanated America, if they're able to make that distinction as well, then it wouldn't be the way that it's been. He, we probably be talking about R. Kelly up until maybe the, you know, 2003 at this mm-hmm. point, if if it had been taken care of back then, you know, you know what I'm saying? If like all everything else hadn't been involved, I will give it to you T and say that I definitely think that his celebrity added to it in 2002. That helped. I definitely Uh, would agree with you there. I think at this point he's burned every bridge that he possibly had. And so that was kind of a part of it too. And I should have definitely clarified that because that is absolutely true. Whereas Weinstein and Cosby are going to jail with their millions intact. Yes, yes. And Weinstein, I mean, he definitely tried to play it, didn't he? He thought he was getting away. The old, I'm, I'm walking spy, and you know, this day, the next day, I have a, I have a walker, and I'm shaking it. I'm like, <laughs> right, man, oh, get out I'm of here. so old. That's yeah. why I kind of made that, that like, when you were, or when someone was saying about, uh, you know, well, they're old. Yeah, well, fuck them. I don't care. The The Golden State Killer was is ancient, and I Woof. want him in prison just as much as I want fucking Bill Cosby. Yeah. Because I don't care if you're in your 80s. If you if you did shit like that, you need to fucking pay for it somehow. Yeah. Isn't you it know? amazing how old he got? Because, you know, that's here in Sacramento. That's here in the area. Mm. So how old he got, like, overnight. Like, they found him, <laughs> and then uh-huh. seven days later, he was like, oh, like he just oh, he was yep. senile all of a sudden. I was like, wow, that's okay. Not saying jail's not rough, but seven days did not do that to you. And you know, so but yeah, that um that that's pretty crazy. But um jumping back into the episode. See guys, this is where this could take us all over the place. Um but I think we, you know, jumping into the you know, the actual um trial, um, what I found very interesting is if you guys recall on um on the lifetime special, there was a young girl who came out and said, Well, I used to skip school to go to the courthouse and to watch mm-hmm. it. And, you know, when they first start, you know, looking over the crowd that's there in the first couple of minutes of that scene, you're seeing young girls that are there with t-shirts on you're seeing that. So once again, you know, either, either uh, you know, I'm going to say King Bruder, King Psychic Bruder, either he saw that going on at that time, or he just, you know, once again, was able to tell what a kind of broader, you know, bring a broader conversation to it. Um, did you guys kind of identify like the different groups, oh, yeah. you know, people that were there? Oh, yeah. and- well, it's, uh, one of the things that, that just kind of what you were saying, one of the things that I absolutely loved one particular phrase, uh, uh, was when Huey was confronting, um, Tom yes. and basically like you really underestimate how much the black people yep. love R. Kelly. Like how that is so <laughs> fucking true. Yes. He's like, I've got the truth on my side. I've got the law on my side. I've got video evidence where he says his goddamn social security number on camera. Yes. Yeah. Not I, guilty. Hi. Yes. This is a Mr. <laughs> Kelly. Yes. My social is. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, though. No. Have a blessed day. But here's where I'll bring all of that full circle because I feel like, 
and this is where I was kind of going to go with the whole thing, like everything you were just saying about Bill Cosby and still respecting those values or everything you were saying, T, about R. Kelly being a celebrity and having some leverage. It is two different systems, right? Two different justice systems, two different worlds. Um, R. Kelly was obviously guilty. It's just that, and please forgive me if I'm speaking in generalizations. I don't want to offend anyone. It's just that, listen... The man, let's put it that way, the man did not care at that time. They don't care about R. Kelly. Yeah, black people love him. Great. We don't give a fuck. Uh, he's peeing on black, little black girls. Move right, on. We don't give a fuck. Most whatever. Black girls I was going to say, so... most importantly, they didn't yeah. care about the little black girls. Who mm-hmm. yes, still to this that... day comes out and says, I don't know what you're talking about, as well as her family. So that, yep. so yes. that, that yep. played into it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I heard that she was kind of like given to him even after yeah. the trial. She was still yeah. with him. But, um, so that's kind of like the thing there. They just didn't care at that time. And same thing with like, like Bill Cosby had secrets and whispers around him always as well. Uh, Janice Dickinson from Top Model always out there like talking shit about him and stuff. Right. They didn't care. Okay, he's not too big. But it's then like something sort of happens and then suddenly the man gives a shit. Like wasn't uh, Bill Cosby talking about buying NBC? Yep. Yep. Cut him. And, and, yep. and, and F Bill Cosby, F him right into yep. the ground. Um, same with R. Kelly. Like, now I don't really know about R. Kelly. I think the story was picked up by the Huffington Post and it just kind of got too big for them to ignore anymore. And there was tax evasion involved and trafficking across state mm-hmm. lines. So the man said, hmm, you know what? Well, you can't do that, Mr. Blackman. You violated some rules. You should have stuck to peeing little on black girls. little black girls and you would have mm-hmm. been fine. So it became an issue. And I even think in Surviving R. Kelly, R. Kelly's brother said something like there were tapes of him like doing this stuff to white girls. And his brother or one of his brothers said to him like, yo, you can't do that. So he kind of like backed off recording that shit. But um, my kind of thing is oh, like, he would have been listen, found and still, hung and dug under right? the entire yeah. prison Years ago. if they would have found a little white girl, a little Melissa. Absolutely. You know, who said that, she, you know, and who could have been doing it willingly. And you know, hand it to him. But if it would have been a white, oh, it would have. Oh no, we wouldn't even be talking. We wouldn't know who R. Kelly is. Exactly. That's so yes. somebody completely Exactly different. what you're saying. It would have been done in 2002 or whatever, and we wouldn't even be having this conversation. But I just think, like, as black people, we don't have to. You don't have to back R. Kelly because you don't want to give him over to this unjust system. You don't. You can still say, "Yo, the American justice system is fucked up. It's unfair. It's unequal. It's totally different." But fuck R. Kelly. You can have both. You can say the same thing about Bill Cosby. You can say he's a rapist. He drugged women. He's a piece of shit. But he's funny as fuck. You can do both. Like, you don't have to just, you know, pick an identity and stick with it. I understand why we do. Many of us do. But you don't have to. That's because we live in a Twitter, you know, black Twitter world where if you say the wrong thing, you're going to have one side here and one side there. Don't share your opinion. I remember going (laughs) in. My mom said, these are things you don't talk about. The money you make. Politics and religion. Those are things that unless you're mm-hmm. ready to get into it about, you don't talk about, you know, especially with those that you don't know well. So we need to carry that on to social media and everything else as well. If you're not really ready to stand up for your view um, and be steadfast in it, then don't say it. You know, you don't have to choose. I'm pick, here for you it. You don't have oh, to y'all. pick a side to, you know, be cool or to feel like you're accepted or to not lose followers or whatever the other bullshit reason you're so doing just- it for. Just to clarify, you're not saying, you know, don't put your opinion out there, but you're saying don't just pick some pick a side. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. OK. I just yeah. wanted to make sure that because um, I I feel like, for example, 
Lindsay, I, I, I follow a lot of the stuff that you do where you're just like, look at this asshole. And I called out this guy and <laughs> this is something that just happened. And I'm like, fuck, I wish I oh, had yeah. the ability to stand up to people like that. I don't. But that's just me. I have that empathy for the broken kid. I don't have that that power for myself. But I also watch Dean spend hours a day yelling at white supremacists on Twitter. <laughs> and like he'll start telling me about something and I'll just be like, I, nope. <laughs> Stop right there. I can't no, do that. Yeah. I cannot do that. I don't like. I try mm. not to. I always say I got time. For yes. <laughs> if I have time that day, then we'll go into it. But like when the election first happened, me and my husband would get into this a lot because I would spend hours arguing with Trump supporters who were family and friends and all this kind of shit. Just, I mean, from the time I got home from work till bedtime arguing. And he was, my husband's like, yo, why don't you volunteer to get people registered to vote? Why don't you do something productive? Which is more like what you're doing with your energy. But listen, sometimes the fight has to be had. And I feel like, hey, when you're called to do it, just do it. Sometimes, and I got to say, you you are taking me there, huh? That's what we want to do today? Yeah. You know, yeah. like I got time, yeah, right? I, I feel like you know, it, other than the fact that some of these people are just pure idiots, but most people <laughs> have the you know the the ability and the radar to go. Mm, maybe I shouldn't have said that or gone that far. If you I, don't, yeah. right, be prepared for what the hell I'm have, going to have to say, and I don't lose. I'm not going to stop. You know, I, I will, I will go there. Um, and, th- and that's what I'm saying. Like, and you know, if you are not steadfast and resolute in what you have to say and okay to stand up for what you have to say, then just don't, you know, don't do it. Or just don't put your energy or give, you know, give that time into anybody as well. If that's, you know, mm-hmm. if that's something that uh, takes a lot out of you, because sometimes it does and it can affect the rest of your week because, you yep. know, you said 17 words to an idiot. Um, so, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I definitely agree with you on that. It's, we need to be okay with, like I said, making that, that, you know, that deciphering decision, you know, to be able to say, this is who they are. I love them as an artist and this is the shitty things that they've done and can't do anything about that, you know? Um, yep. But yeah, it's, it's definitely tough sometimes because you don't, I know I feel a larger obligation because I don't want to see another black man once again, given to the justice system or given to that horrible legal right. system. So. And on a whim, yeah. like I said, R. Kelly's good until we decide, let's go after yes. R. Kelly. Bill Cosby, like, how did he get away with it until he was... Everybody knew about he it. didn't give a fuck until they did. Yeah. Yeah, it was the same. Yeah. I get it, but... Fuck so, that. okay, so before <laughs> yep. we, uh, like, you know, spend an entire hour just talking about one aspect of the show, <laughs> right. um, I did want to kind of go into the other, in my opinion, uh, big theme um, that we saw both in uh, the courtroom and in ruckus. And that was kind of that two sides to the black community where you've got uh, the woman outside the, uh, the courthouse who's saying, um, uh, uh, you know, fuck those littered ass uppity niggas. And like, I can't tell you how many times I was called uppity just because I liked to read. Like that was somehow, mm-hmm a bad thing and this is from other black people uh-huh. and um like somehow in our community it has broken off into intelligence being revered and intelligence being ignored uh-huh. Uh-huh. um intentionally and that that really worries me that's one of the the things probably about the black community that worries me the most um is that we are so we see ourselves so negatively that we prop it up are 
Yeah. <laughs> waiting for me. Is it my turn? <laughs> uh, yeah, we could do that. Uh, yeah. So my uh, my my clip. Let's let's go ahead and play my clip. Ruckus, how could you possibly love white people so much? It's easy. Have you ever looked at them? White man just a joy to be around. They smell like lemon juice and pledge furniture cleaner. And look at them. They gave us discipline, jobs, put structure in our lives, took us out the jungle. And what we do to show our appreciation? We march up and down the street. We vote, carry on, in grace. So. <laughs> we vote. How we dare vote. we? We march up and down the street. <laughs> Like, so that right there to me is a really great example of part of the black community that I grew up with. Um, you need to be thankful for everything that you've gotten, that our ancestors brought us here and da 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 da. And, you know, it, you, you're no longer a slave, so don't act like one. And, you know, the, you know, the, the best thing that you could be. Pull up your pants. Right. The best thing you could be is like that white man over there. And, you know, that's, that's such a, that's such a heavy thing to put on an, the next generation, essentially. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. yeah. when, when I see Ruckus on the screen, I, I don't think of any one person in particular, but I've got a couple of uncles that wrap them together and they are Ruckus. And, you know, I've met other Black people over the years that very much had that same mentality. And you see a lot of that <clears throat> in... Uh, Black Republicans, oh. um, in particular, oh, yeah. who are still who are still to this day Republicans. I would say that maybe they were kind of towing the line a little bit before that, but now if they are still like supporting our our current um, resident in chief, uh, then they are absolutely ruckus to me. Yeah, like the Attorney um, General is that who is of the state where Breonna Taylor is. Um, he's like Attorney General, or he's in some position there. Um, and when people were protesting, they walked in, you know, were walking to either his house or the mayor's house. And that's where those two people came out and stood oh, with yeah. guns and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Lord. So yeah. him, and I believe he spoke at the, the Republican national convention, but he, it reminds me of just a younger, you know, just a younger ruckus. I mean, he has the same horrible hairline or not. Like ruckus on that, that jury. Ruckus, says. Um, ruckus sitting on that jury. Hang that nigga. That's. Yeah. That is what I see with them. Oh yeah. no, he he's he's not gonna you know go along to get along. So therefore, get rid. Yeah, yeah, punish him. So um, yeah, yeah, that's a great point because there are so many individuals, and I it's that internalized racism again. Yeah, it's, it's like we've um, our generation and hopefully the generations that we are raising are not going to keep those thoughts anymore. Like. I've spent the last probably 10 years shaking off my entire childhood because I had to unlearn so much about who I thought that I was. And um, I don't know. I just I feel like I'm, I'm seeing more and more people in like their 30s and 40s starting to kind of like crawl out of that negativity toward mm -hmm. our own people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, kids my stepdaughter's age are like loud and queer and brown and beautiful and like everybody's going to be tan and gay according to them i love it <laughs> <laughs> i hope more of that happens. I'll, I'll tie it back to bill cosby though or even like how i just said pull up i feel like this 
it still exists. It just exists subtly. Yeah. Like there's a lot of jokes people make. It'll be your friends, your fam, black, white, Asian, whatever. Making jokes about ghetto names, hood mm-hmm. names. To me, that to me, that is racist. Oh, yeah. Like what? Why the fuck do you care? Oh, my God. Was her name Laquisha? Yeah. Old, so what? Joke, like, that's some uh, racist shit. The old joke, Lamangelo and Orangelo. Yeah. Like, I've said that joke. It. I laughed my ass off saying that joke. But, like, looking back on it, I'm like, holy fuck, that's racist. Yeah. I mean, and we, like, I'm not going to act like, oh, my God, you know, on my soapbox either. Yeah, we laugh at hood shit. It's like at the beginning, I think Huey says, like, Black people laugh at crazy shit other black people do, but we don't want to do it, you know, around other people. Mm-hmm. But I do be side eyeing the fuck out of people when they do things like this around me or like pull up. Why does he wear his pants like that? Why the fuck do you care? Is this man's boxer showing affecting your day? It's hood culture. <laughs> you don't know shit about mm-hmm. hood culture. Mind your fucking business. I'm not saying I support it. I'm not saying I would encourage my children to walk around with their pants down. But I'm also not going to sit up here and judge anybody who fucking does like I don't know. That shit bugs me. I feel like the judging aspect I definitely get because we judge and we worry about other people too much. When it comes from a place, and this is where I come from, a place of we're not, we're we're never going to be seen as better, and we can't do better if we keep doing things that have held us down or that we're we we are judged or stereotyped about. So when I you know go to the Seven Eleven across the street, I don't want to see somebody that is a grown ass man that has a child, but you are you can barely walk two feet without walking like, uh, you know, so wide like this, like you're in an old Western because you're trying to keep your pants up, you know, like I just feel like there's mm-hmm. a place and a time for it. So in order for us to, that's where it's coming from for me is that it's like, in order for us to do better, know better, go ahead and be better. There are little things that we, we can do, but we need to do, I feel, um, when we're representing ourselves in the best manner possible. So that's where what I come determines. from for myself when, when I see something like that or when I hear a name or something like that. Let's be honest. Computers and even people, they look for names like Laquisha. And what do they do? Oh, they yeah. throw them to the side. So, and, and that Laquisha but could that, be the, the graduate, the head graduate, the valedictorian, the everything of, of Yale and could have done great things and volunteered. But they will never know that because of immediately what their, you know, what their name is identified as or what it's seen as. So if I just we feel stop like... doing that, though, we're giving in to white supremacy. If we stop doing the things that define our culture, which in reality, those jokes are based in reality. Our names are clever. Our names are beautiful. And our names come from someplace that was not colonized. And I feel like if we changed our names from Laquisha to Laura, that takes away a part of our history. So use your middle name. This- I'm not I'm not saying that we don't need go ahead and name your child Laquisha. Go go ahead and do that. Somebody could easily say that my you know my real name is and I've heard it is whitewashed. And it's like, okay, well, if that's what you want to say, I think that that represents who I am completely. Like that that's just who I am. But in order for us to move forward, there are going to be some things that we've always done it that we're going to have to assimilate with. I'm not saying change who you are. Be Laquisha Every other day of the week, be Laquisha, go by that name when, once you, once upon you get the job. But if that's hindering us, then there's something that we have to do so that we can get a foot in the door to then change it where it won't be something that anybody else or none of the rest of our generations has to assimilate to or have to change towards. So I think that changing it does not need assimilating in the first place, though. Like I, when it comes to names, at least, I feel like. The reason why they've been turned into jokes is because white people don't want to take the time to learn how to say them. And I feel like 
there are way more than white people in this world. And if they're not willing to learn the name of another person, like you can fucking learn how to say names in Gaelic because the white guy down the street is named, uh, uh, or the white girl is named Eilish, which is not spelled anything like that, by the way, <laughs> or Aoife. And you can say that. You learn how to say that. There's 17 vowels in, a, in certain white people's names, but you can figure out how to say that. But you can't say a name that has more syllables than two when it comes to a black person. And well, I, I see this in teachers. When you say something named that's, is, that's cultural, that's a little bit different. Or no, no, no. I'm not even just talking about cultural. I'm talking about in general. And I say this as a teacher. I see this all the time. I can't say your name. What can I call you? No, you're going to learn how to say my fucking name. And I say that as somebody who doesn't have a difficult name, but always had it butchered as a kid. Nobody ever wanted to call me by my name. Well, I'm saying because as somebody that, that spent 15 years in corporate sales and corporate marketing, at least in my experience, I did not see anybody else that was like me with the name Laquisha. I know. And that's I, the and, problem and, of the it, business. It is a problem, but problem I saw the Laquisha that interviewed and really wanted the job. And, and that's that probably could have come the in business, there and kicked ass. That's the problem but, with the name. But in, in, any, in any manner, that same Laquisha would have said, maybe I should have gone by my middle name. It's just something that's being identified. I mean, like I said, that's just the way that I feel in order for I, us to move forward. These are th little things we assimilate and we, I understand and, we, that. and we we cave into a lot. And that makes us stronger people. And that's something that we've I, always I would done. agree. So I just that. feel like in I that instance, disagree with that's, that. that's just, that's my opinion on it. My husband's a teacher. Th he deals with the same think, exact thing. But he also, calls, in... he also calls them sir whatever the last name is. So their, la their okay. first name could be 117 characters, but he's trying to teach them to have self-respect. So in his situation- So why is it, what, how is it not disrespectful to say that your name is too black and you should change it? I'm not saying that that's what anybody says, but if you're, and that's not what the, the, the computer system is saying. That's not what, you know, the, the HR person is saying, but they're also saying, well, yeah, is. what does this exactly say, you know, about- who you are right away. And it could be Laquisha. It could be Maribel. It could be um, Thwan, which but means that they may be of Asian descent. And even more to my point, why do Asian Americans come in and change their names? Because, because they feel like they that's the best to way for them to, to get white. That They don't consider that as right, assimilation. Though. But that's that okay with them, okay. though. That's okay Fine. with them, though. Fine. Right? So why but is it something that we could be okay MJ, with until we move MJ, forward? MJ, MJ. But you are basically saying they should do that instead of saying they can make the choice. I'm saying that it's okay can, for them to but do. But they can and, keep their And name. in my opinion, the way for us to move forward is, and that's okay for you to do. That's exactly what I'm saying. All right. All right 1, let's move on from this one because we're not, not going to find equal ground on this one. And that's totally okay. No, it totally is. All I thought right. we were just having a conversation this, here. So that's Oh, yeah. No, I'm just saying that's, let's, let's. Uh, this is, uh, it's first episode again, mm -hmm. right? Like these are the fights I have with my mom, right? It's the granddad, like, um. Kind of like the, the, what was it, the cheers at the end. It's the same thing where my mom always said to me, stop arguing with these white people. Just do what you need to do. And that is how you make progress. And how I said that was kind of granddad's sort of note at the end of last episode. It's kind of the same thing. Like some people look at it, uh, me and MJ, or me and TR are like, shatter the wall. And you're saying, hey, you got to do this smart. You got to come in here. You got to play by the rules until you can change them. And we're not in a place to change them. I understand both sides. I am just to that reckless Aries in me that's like shatter this fucking wall. And to your point, though, like people, my name is Lindsay. Everyone knows my name is fucking Lindsay. And I, I told the story on Twitter about a lady I used to work with who would always pretend yep. she did not know what my name mm -hmm. was. She would say, uh, uh, Lucas, uh, uh, Lester, uh, uh, Linda, we're on Skype. 
or what was it? Uh, WebEx. You can see my name. And like, she would do it all the time. And I just stopped responding to her. My other coworkers who were mostly white or Indian would say like, do you mean Lindsay? Are you, are you talking to Lindsay? Oh, I think she's talking to you, Lindsay. I'd be like, oh, okay. You know, like we're playing this game. But she slipped up and she did that in front of one of the heads of the company one day. And he said, he just like cut the conversation. Like we're all having this big meeting. And he was just like, person, I won't say her name. He was like, person, uh, how long have you been working on this project? And you don't know her name is Lindsay? Uh, can you not read? Or do you not listen? I don't know. He kind of like checked her. And I was nice. like, whoa, he fucking showed up. But here's my kind of take on it. I'm not coming in this office and code switching anymore. I'm not going to be the girl on the calls that you want me to be. Hi, Jane. Let's look at your keywords today. I'm not doing this shit anymore. You had an issue with me and you tried to like kind of oppress me with your bullshit. I'm out. George Floyd died. And Lindsay said, I'm out. I'm done with this shit. Now you guys can be as racist as you want in your own free time. And best Mm -hmm. of luck to you. Mm <laughs> but you're you're both fair. You're both right. Uh, I understand both sides. And I to be to be absolutely honest, I was absolute I would have agreed with you just a few years ago. But I also look back on my own history and saw those microaggressions where um why was I always called Terry by my uncle? Why was I always called by my middle name when it was like something important? Oh, this is this is Rose because Rose is so much prettier than the name that we're not sure how to pronounce it right. Or they would pronounce it wrong on purpose. And that yes. absolutely happened to me over and over and over again. So I'm I'm looking at it from a a uh, a different point of view, but I can also see your point of view for sure. It's a point of view that I have had in the past. So um it's just because it's a little more personal, I think, for me, and because uh, we are doing we're doing this thing um, at my school uh, where it's called an SEL start. Uh, so my my position is SEL, social emotional learning, um, and because of the pandemic and remote learning, we've actually convinced the district that everybody needs it. So that's what they're doing, and. One of the things we actually just did as a lesson was teaching kids that no matter what their name sounds like, not to be embarrassed by it, to teach people how to say it. And if they won't say it correctly, realize that they can say others correctly. So you can keep telling them, that no, this is my name instead of, you know, me being in seventh, eighth grade and being called the wrong name and just responding to it because I was tired of telling people that my name was something different. So it's it's different. It, different ways that people grew up it's a conversation that's been going on for decades now and yeah we're not we're not going to solve it right now unfortunately but so um do you guys have anything else before we uh move into our lovely stupid white people question oh wait we haven't done the the third quit Lindsay, your uh your clip i feel like we don't even have to discuss it though <laughs> well i feel like we already kind of have like we can but it basically it kind of goes back. Okay, we'll play it, and then I'll just, we'll sum it up. Okay. One thing for sure, though. Can't blame this one on the white man. What am I saying? Of course I can. <laughs> I think that's great. I, and I feel like it just kind of wraps up every conversation <laughs> we've had across the board, where it's just sort of like, yo, all of these systems, yeah. systems upon systems upon systems um, that we had little power in creating, but we do have some power in sort of changing them. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just a method on matter of how we choose, you know, to change it, basically. Yeah. 
All right. Anything else? No, I'm good. I'm good about that. All right, let's yeah. uh, let's bring on our resident white man. <laughs> Hello, I'm resident white guy. <laughs> Sounds exhausted. Like, um... <laughs> oh boy! So I uh, got a I got a white people question for you guys. Um, what do you mean? There's no such thing as reverse racism. I struggle with this all the time. Ah. <sighs> They just keep getting better and better each week. <laughs> you got to love Twitter. <laughs> well, racism is a system, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It was It's a construct. It was invented. Um, mostly it's two or three accepted races, right? Maybe sometimes more. White people, black people, Asians, which you could argue is more, um, let's say, like the original meaning of ethnic base, and Spanish people. But basically it's white and black here in America. And so since it's a system you created to keep white people at the top and black people at the bottom, you cannot reverse that system. We do not have the power to do it. And so there is no such thing as reverse racism. Uh, One example that my co-host from Trash Talking Podcast often gives is that if she calls you Karen, nothing is going to change about your day. You're going (laughs) to go on. You might be upset that you were called a Karen, but you're still going to go to whatever job you earned the next day, you're still going to have your pumpkin spice latte for lunch and, you know, uh, drive home speeding and not get pulled over. Meanwhile, the, uh, the oppressive aspects of racism, such as, you know, the majority of like black men being in prison or the unequal um, sentencing and police just murdering black people. I mean, that kind of stuff is pretty impactful. Or you're not getting hired because your name is Laquisha, et cetera. Yeah. Like that shit is going to affect us a lot more than you being called Karen or me bitching about uh, white people and generalizing, which is bad. I know, but just that's not going to affect your life. I'm it, sorry. It yeah. Goodbye. Right? I, um, like two the... things to that point. It's funny that you mentioned the Karen. Did you, have you guys seen the article or, you know, the research that was done saying by the year 2023, or something like that, the name Karen is going to be extinct because nobody wants to be associated with that. Yes. So I yes. think that's quite funny. Um, that, and not true because I know people named Karen that are not going to change yeah, their yeah. name. I think it's just new, new, new babies. So they're, yeah, being born. Yeah. But that'll be funny if in 15 years, like in the, de- you know, the dictionary, what Karen is, like not a, pro- a proper name, but that's not going to be the definition anymore. It's going to be like, what you call, you know, a white lady who can't keep minor business. Um, like yeah, Becky, yeah, same, yeah. Um, <laughs> we've been calling so, women, we've been calling white women Becky for since the early '90s, at least, if not earlier. No, uh, earlier than that. And, and real quick, uh, let me add on to that question. As I think, white people don't understand racism, racism uh, as it is. I mean, they they understand it as. Oh, uh, it's against minorities. That's it. It's just, you know, it's not, they don't understand the power Uh, portion. Yeah. That, yeah. So I think that's, it's like. So yeah, systemic racism is a whole different conversation um, that actually I I keep seeming to have to have with certain coworkers of mine. Um, Because that's, that's a concept that's really hard. And we should probably dig into that in a totally different episode. Um. But yeah, I think uh, one of the things that um, 
that would kind of help make it a little sense to me that helps make it sense uh, make sense is that when it comes up it's usually associated with conservatives and i say that not because conservatives are necess- necessarily white but because of the um the idea that conservatives seem to have that if somebody else gets something that means i'm not getting it instead of uh you know it, it doesn't that advantages for one person does not mean a disadvantage for another but what they're going to see is these black people are getting affirmative action and getting into college where you know this this white person with all of the same things didn't get in because they're white but that's not actually true there's a finite amount of space here and they're trying to make it so it represents the whole world not just your world and by not by letting this person have a slight advantage just because their skin is brown what that does is lift up other people and give them opportunities. Like it's a that's where the real trickle down stuff comes from. Yeah, right? and it's hopefully to make, like, you know, the the students' world much more like the world that they hopefully are going to live in. Um, you know, yes. that's hopeful, and that that's just crossing the fingers that that you know that's the the point of it. Um, but it all really exactly. kind of boils down to once again the um, the lack to want to acknowledge the privilege that comes mm-hmm. along with being in the powerful group which unfortunately we know has been built to be white America. Um, And once you're able to admit that there is a certain privilege and then admit that there's power involved, then maybe you'll understand, you know, it's, it's, it's always against a minority or a marginalized group. What I am interested in seeing is, I don't know if you guys saw the clip of the young black lady who was on the plane who had to inform everybody on the plane. Let me tell you really why you guys are afraid. It was on a spirit flight actually out here out of Sacramento. This lady shocked the shit out of them. Okay. There are people on there who were like taking notes and really trying to be like, we need to review that later. I mean, she talked about why their eyes were blue, why their recessive genes, why, I mean, took it back. And see, I love spirit. Uh, $25 to go to LA. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. And get a show. <laughs> really? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, now she got ushered by, she got ushered off by the, the Sacramento police, but she, oh. until that time, she spoke her truth. She said what she needed to say. And it was just super powerful because she basically let them know you do have a privilege, but that privilege is going away now that you guys are not going to be the majority any, you know, a, a whole lot longer. The shift is changing. So the, that, the sheriffs. that yeah. actually, that's fantastic and totally brings up something that I wanted to make sure got into yeah. this little section here. Um, that the idea of reverse racism only seems to crop up in areas where white supremacy has been diminished, like the U.S. and mm-hmm. South Africa. Those are the only places that tend to have the idea of reverse racism That's pop crazy. up. That is crazy. Yeah, I thought so, too. Like, especially, like, I would think that you would hear that in a lot of predominantly white countries, but the fact that, like... Canada and the UK, which I know has white conservative people that are very similar to our lovely mm-hmm. system here, um, but somehow they don't have it in their in their communities. They don't have it in their um, in their lives. The idea that they're getting less, mm-hmm. and I have to mm-hmm. fight for mm-hmm. that. So yeah, well, I think that has a lot to say with our political system. Obviously, yeah. you know. Um, not that theirs is perfect, but I know that they have, you know, better for a friend of ours, uh, that's from Australia, 
they don't have uh, electoral college, right? They just have a popular vote. Is what he told right. us. Okay. Yeah. So you vote for your top three and, and go like, yeah. So it's just a much fairer system and, you know, it doesn't allow for mm -hmm. I like stupid that. mistakes of, and our antiquated, you know, um, you vote platform. Party, not a person. You vote for a party, not a person. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will admit I was a little okay. non-sober when he told us, but I do remember, I do recall <laughs> at least him and hubby talking about it in detail. So that's why I could bring him in. But yeah, so um, definitely, definitely to your point, it has to, you know, it's, that, wow, that's a really crazy fact when you think about it. Out of all the countries and nations in this world, we're the only two that have that distinction or even have that idea, you know. Um, At least the only countries that have it to yeah. such a scale that it has to be addressed yeah, over yeah. and over again. For centuries. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think that if anybody has that question, I think we couldn't expound on it any more than what it is. Like we pretty much put it in, in plain, simple yeah. text there for you. So, yeah. Thank you, guys. Right. You're <laughs> welcome, sir. No, I, I think you knew the answer to that part. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, that brings us, I think, to the end of our uh second episode i guess if we're not counting yes. episode zero uh, season one episode two boondocks uh any final thoughts from my lovely co-hosts no no i mean i think this episode um you know it invoked the exact conversation that is needed um and that a lot of people have had or need to have um you know if people haven't watched an episode in years definitely go back and watch it and really kind of you know have have a either a self reflection on what it means to you or what you took from it or have a conversation, you know, with some good friends, open some wine or, you know, you know, roll up the medicine, whatever it is, and um, be able just to have right. a very adult and uh, respectful kind of conversation about it. Um, but yeah, I think it's uh, I'm excited yeah. to, you know, to get deep because this is only the second episode, guys. And there's and there's there's other right. episodes that definitely hit on, um, you know, on some of the topics we talked about the, you know, yeah, there's a few coming up that I'm going to get a little yeah. emotional about, probably a little yeah. angry. <laughs> I think all of us do because we all have our own story and own journey with, yeah. uh, you know, with racial you know, topics and racism and, and oh, things yeah. like that. So, yeah, I think it's going to be good. It's going to be spicy. You guys aren't going to want to miss them. <laughs> I love it. All right. I hope everybody has a lovely evening and we will talk to you yes. next week. Don't take this the wrong way, but... I need you to get the hell up out of here. Hey, thanks for joining us again as we make our way through the trials and tribulations of the Freeman family. We hope to see you back here again next week for Guess Ho's Coming to Dinner. Want to know where to find us on the social medias or where to subscribe to the podcast? Just head right over to theboondockspod.com slash links. Have a stupid white people question you want to leave us? Email us at hosts at theboondockspod.com or leave us a voicemail at 760-933-8636. That's... 760 we three undo shout out to the artists who created the intro and outro tunes intro 
Hashtag Make a Change by KIRK. You can find KIRK on Spotify, iTunes, and Tidal. Outro, Good Times by Audio Binger. You can find Audio Binger on freemusicarchive.org and YouTube. Have a great day.